Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, Got a little bonus episode for you here on a Friday afternoon last year. I told you that uh, once, twice a year, uh, we'll try to give you updates on Hard AF Seltzer, uh, give our complete uh, honesty and uh, all the the fuckery we've gone through and the knowledge to you guys in case you want to do this or run a business in the future and give you updates on it. Because a lot of times um, you're sitting at home. You're watching uh, a friend or uh, or somebody you follow. You're watching their product blow up, and you want to know: Is that real? Is like is it as big as everybody says it is? Uh, they look like they're having a blast. Is it that much fun? Everything else, and uh, and I'm here to give you the honest truth about it because we want you guys at home to have successful businesses. I know there's a lot of people who are thinking about starting a business, thinking about starting a company, and everything that goes into it. However, most people on Instagram, where they stick the fucking camera in front of their face to the phone, aren't telling you the truth and everything is great or, oh, don't be afraid to be you and just feel free to be grumpy today or whatever it is. No, you're going to be pissed off every single day about it. But uh, a few months ago, we were in North Carolina. Hard AF Seltzer is being served at brunches uh, all over Wilmington, North Carolina here. Danny McPherson is the owner. He was on the show last time. Uh, He's currently looking at expanding across the United States brunches. He's in town, and I asked him to be on the show here today. Uh, Danny, thanks for coming in, man. God, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. First time to Austin. Is it really? You know, I kind of feel... Not that intelligent. I didn't realize how big Austin was. Ah, it's weird, isn't it? I thought it was a small town in Texas. No, no. it's, get, it's getting bigger. It used to be. It used to be top a top ten city in the country. I know. It used to be a Jason Aldean song. It's not anymore. It's just they're about to drive a, a highway through this goddamn thing here. And, hey, bigger uh, is better. Year. It's Texas. It's not. It's not. Come on. Dude. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. Like why we moved here in the first place was uh, obviously the podcast. Of course, uh, we split guests with Rogan and all those other guys and advertisers and all that stuff. Um, and then the the booze itself um, being made in Texas. Uh, our demographic on the podcast is uh, a lot of people from Texas, and if you're here. Then it's like, all right, great. Everybody can enjoy in it and all that other stuff. We're finally in the HEBs and uh, and Total Wines and all that stuff. The fridge is all stocked up for it. And uh, and that Cheers. way, yeah, everybody who's visiting can come in and have it. Uh, but we didn't have it here for a long time. So we're almost on year two now. It'll be March 31st um, will be year two. But it's all been clear skies. Officially and... of, of Hardy F. South. Oh, yeah. But no, no, no challenges. Nothing. Right? You just thought of it one day. Nothing, dude. And then <laughs> it came. It was in a can the next day. No. I went to the hospital. Jeez. Yeah. That's I the real the story. That yeah. was a real story. I, I, I think people know this from the last show, but uh, we were doing the media company. We had just made the move over here, bought our own buildings, all that other stuff. And uh going through some stressful times wasn't sleeping a lot um i have uh been in the hospital before for pneumonia uh had that and then got COVID on top of it and then boom i'm out for 45 days and in a coma and all that stuff so we had to push back the launch actually yeah um i think four or five months um because we're doing it live on air and we're supposed to do live shows and everything else it was a fucking nightmare uh, you finally get to it, yep. and then you're like, all right, great. Um, I'll hold up these cans, because everybody who's in the studio, we give out free cases of booze to take home with you. 
Um, these were the fucked up cans right here. 80,000 of them. So you finally get to the dream. Yep. And then they hand you what the dream was. 80,000 80, cans of them. are incorrect. And the hard is above the lip here. Uh, and then as you can see in the real can, it is not supposed to be. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. Boo bang right there. And I said, hey, is, you know, uh, what do you do in a situation like this? And they were like, well, we usually just uh, take a fucking steamroller over these goddamn things. And that's it for real. <laughs> and then they trash them and get rid of them. And I said, well, is the booze still good? And they go, well, yeah. And I go, great. Then I want them. Okay. You're going <laughs> to ship them to my goddamn office. Um, and I think there's only, I don't know. 30 cases left or whatever it is out of the 80,000. Um, but, but we but hey, usually I'm, give them I'm sure listeners. as a business owner, that was an easy call. They just called you and said, hey, no. our, our fault, my bad, here's your money back. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, that was, uh, that's not how that goes? It was, a, it was a lawyer involved, and that was a lawsuit and everything else. Uh, also went live on air yeah. and was happy to show uh, the owner with a picture of Harvey Weinstein. I found multiple, we found Dan's in Homeland Security, so he, he finds all kinds of shit. So like, <laughs> He's a sneaky bastard. And then I said, look, I'm going to go back on air if that was a fun thing, if, if you want to get involved in that. And they were like, nah, yeah. we're good, dog. We'll just write you that check. Um, but that's some of the trials and tribulations you go uh, as you go through a business. Now, I'm going to ask you about yours in a second here. I'll tell the audience where Hardy F. Seltzer is currently. Um, we're sitting right at about 1,300 locations. Amazing. It, it sounds amazing, right? <laughs> where you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. And uh Jared was just here um, uh, for the Sunday night show that we pre-record, and uh, Black Rifle Coffee is in 28,000 locations. So you're like, ah! You're on your way. Got a ways to go. (laughs) Got a ways to go. There's always someone better looking, a little more money in the pocket, and a few more stores. Totally. But Jared and and, uh, and Evan and those guys are all in, uh, they're investors in Hardy of Seltzer and stuff, so like, uh, they understand it, and and I think it's it's beneficial that they're in as well, because it's, it's one of those things where... They know that it's going to take a while, yeah. so they're not hitting you up every week, um, whereas some investors will call you every week and a half and be like, hey, so how's it going? Are we close to a fail? And it's just like, no, man, we're not even two years old. Like, it's a little patience. A little patience, you know? It's usually five to seven on a if you have uh, proper marketing and all that stuff, but uh, you go through it and you learn. Our first flavors were, they're sitting on the desk right here. Uh, Delka, the program thing is in the way there uh, for me personally. Is the strawberry shortcake up here? Yeah. Okay. So the cans in front of me that you see, we did lemon, lime, and strawberry shortcake in the first run there. Okay. Uh, and this will lead into what you're doing uh, later here in a sec. But uh, so here's what we learned from this. Um, peach crush, uh, blue raspberry crush. Flavor-wise, across the board, everything tasted great, and so that's important. We spent a lot of time on that, and you have to, because once your product goes out to market, that's it. Nobody's going back uh, if they don't like it whatsoever. Correct. Now, luckily, they like the flavors. However, what we noticed is we started doing live shows and parties and all that stuff, and you start getting people's reactions was uh, lemon-lime. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a a fucking White Claw or any lemon-lime drink on the planet, a Sprite, Someone will grab a Coca-Cola before a Sprite. Someone will grab... Lemon Lime's always the last to go. It's like a bottle of tequila at a party where you're just like, all right, fucking 3 a.m., dude. What bottle's left? The tequila? tequila. <laughs> Ugh, I guess, man. And not that there was anything wrong with it, but you don't want people to have a variety pack and then just have a shit ton of, of Lemon Lime yeah. left over. So I was like, all right, we'll swap that out. Now, on that, we'd gotten some bad advice. Okay. A distributor... I'm not going to say which one was uh, was like you've got to have a lemon lime in your portfolio. Like we'll take your we'll take your products. You got a lemon lime in it. And I was like, eh, 
I don't really drink lemon lime. Not a lot of people drink lemon lime. And, uh, and we were right. At the yeah. end of the day, the guy was fucking wrong. We swapped it out, right? Okay. It's a great lemon lime. Don't get me wrong. It's just... A lemon lime. Yes. It's yeah. just a plain flavor. Uh, strawberry shortcake was a little different. Now, strawberry shortcake is the most unique flavor I've ever had uh, from any beverage ever. And, uh, and our guys down at Tactical Brewing down there in Orlando, who are selling Hard AF Seltzer, helps us come up with the flavors and the formulas and all that stuff and their partners in the company. When we had made this, it tastes exactly like a strawberry shortcake. Now, when we took it out to, to the market, okay. women were leaving it because they saw a picture of a cake and they thought, without even reading the caloric chart on the back here, which is the calories and all that stuff, um, that it was sugary. It felt like they were oh. getting fat or going to be fat, even though there was no carbs and sugars in it. Yeah. And it was completely psychological. Completely. The whole thing. Yeah. So we knew it. We took their advice. And then, uh, and then we moved on from that. And then we swapped it out with uh, uh, pina colada and watermelon. So those are the new batch that you pina have colada. right there. Oh, man. Uh, it's amazing, it's right? It's amazing. It's, it's one of the best seltzers I've ever had in my entire life. Agreed. Um, so this is a good four-pack to go. Um, we've got, let's see, we tasted a, a green apple. Uh, we want to do a line of teas. We've tasted teas before and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but first you got to su- succeed at one before you launch a new line, obviously. So, of course. uh, we're going, uh, hard with this, uh, along the way though, we've switched, you know, flavor houses, we've switched co-packers, all Jeez. of it, yeah. uh, cardboard boxes. Somebody fucked up the cardboard boxes on this run. Uh, and it's it's hard. It's hard. The other hard part about it's it too. AF. Yes, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, running a business is hard as fuck. Yeah. Um, but the other part too is uh, is as you go, you know, you go along in this. Um, you meet people along the way where you're like, oh, hey, I'll promise you this, and it'll be rad, and you're like, oh, and then it doesn't happen. Um, then you get distributors because there's a different distributor for every state, yep. and you want to get the biggest one, right? Where you're like, oh, I know that company. They're awesome. They won't work for a smaller brand. You've got to have a sales rep in that state. Uh, they do nothing. Wow. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite one, though, to date, and I'll, I'm happy to shout them out, is uh, Crown. Uh, Georgia Crown and Alabama Crown down there. It's the same nice. company, and yeah. they're in two different states. Those guys fucking rock and crush it on every level, but everybody else is, uh, needs help. Yeah. And you don't know that going in, and you're like, all right, great. So I've got to hire a sales rep to help you do your fucking job that you're getting 30% for? Because they get 30%. Damn. I know. Yeah, you go Just the hard for work. dropping it off. Yep. That's all they do is deliver it to a store. And they just drop it off on the, on the stoop or whatever the fuck it is, and then they move on 30%, 30%. for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then they got to mark it up 30%. Yeah. So you're like, okay, cool, man. The product that costs me you know, $14 or $15 to make, then they're going to jack it up and take their cut, and somebody else is going to jack it up and take their cut. Uh, and then the legal fees. Nobody tells you about the legal fees. Damn attorneys. You and I were going to we're at dinner last night, and I told you. I go, hey, man, you're going to have to call for this, yeah. this, this, yeah. this, this. To open up every state is uh, roughly somewhere from five dollars to $10,000, just in licenses, yep. legal fees, all that other stuff. Uh, we got a great liquor lawyer, uh, Rachel, out of uh, uh, Nashville. So she's awesome, and she can do it. But uh, no going in, then opening up all these states. Very, very costly as well, and it's tough. Uh, Then you also need bar owners like yourself to pick up big orders, and that will also uh, help out as well. You were kind enough to order it at all your brunches in Wilmington down there. Huge hit. How many uh, stores do you have open there? 
in Wilmington, North Carolina, we have three. We just went out of this state. Uh, we've got one in Richmond, Virginia now. We've got uh, two in the Raleigh area that will be opening up here in the next no shit. 60 days. Damn, um, dude. So those are all underway. And then we're negotiating about another half dozen to a dozen that we're hoping by the end of this year are either open or on their uh, their way to open. And that's why you're here, is uh, you were scouting out locations in Austin and all that stuff. You know, the, the growth, uh, the two big states we've got kind of – Pinned right now are Florida and Texas. Okay. So I was in Houston just a few days ago. Yeesh. Did you go to uh, Bucks? I did. Bucks Strip Club? <laughs> no, no, Buckeyes. <laughs> or Buckeyes. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Buckeyes. Everybody yeah, goes Buckies. to Buckeyes. Gotta go to Buckeyes. Uh, no, the wife was on that trip, so. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Uh-huh. So from, you know, wanting to get the restaurant set up, wanting to do a few other vertical um products along with the the restaurant yep we're, we're really eyeballing texas and florida so i told you last night i think starting with florida smarts um <laughs> we we did that was our first state that we opened as well uh simply because they party all year round the weather's great it is and people are people are boozing no matter what and there's so many people going on vacation there uh yep. people are from canada during the winter time and all that stuff where i feel probably of, of all 50 states uh that's the one where it's there's no Dry January or bullshit like that, <laughs> where like right. everybody's boozing all twelve months. That's right. Whereas in the rest of the states, they'll tell you in the booze market in particular, like look, yeah. January, February, and March are dead. Towards the end of March, when it gets warmer, then all the way through the end of the year, it's uh, it's booze it's season. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, but you kind of prepare for spring yeah. uh, and that launch and all that stuff. Uh, so I think Florida is very smart. Um, do you want to tell the audience what kind of products you're making? Well, so obviously the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so brunches. Uh, I own some nightclubs and other restaurants at a time. Um, and in my 30s. In Riceville Beach, right? In Riceville Beach. Yeah. And in my 30s, that was a lot of fun. Now being 43, you know, 2 a.m. isn't a lot of fun running a business. So the concept we came up with was how do we have a party during the day? And that's really what brunches the restaurant is. So we've got great food, but at 12 noon on a Saturday, Sunday, we're partying at the bar like, you know, in our 30s or 20s, yeah. we were at 12 midnight. Uh, so champagne sales are ridiculous. Yep. Uh, so we want to find a way to, you know, if you can't make it into the store, how can you enjoy the mimosas outside the store mm-hmm. or while you're traveling? Uh, so came up about three or six months ago with the concept of putting together some RTDs, much like your hard AF. Yep. And how do we package those? Right. Or, or how do we even create the flavors? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's not as simple as hell. Throw some champagne and no, orange juice in a can no, and let's have not, some fun. Yeah. Right. Which is your initial thought. Right. Let me just put champagne and orange juice in a can and we're ready to party. We're good. It's going to be easy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a mimosa in a can and we're going to sell it. And next week we'll have cans ready. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what everyone thinks the dream is. Right. Yes. Uh, same with opening a restaurant. Oh, just, you know, buy a restaurant, open it, and it's busy. God damn that! It's be, so be brutal. Dude. If that was the way it worked. Watching what's the bar show with uh, John? John? Tapper? Yeah, there God, dude. Watching that <laughs> made me never want to even attempt that in my entire life. It you got hilarious. to meet Jared earlier. Yep. Um, his dream is is always been like, let's open up drinking bars, our uh, drinking bros uh, bars and restaurants <laughs> like Twin Peaks. And I was like, bro, do you know the lawsuits and everything that goes into shit like that and food and regulations? And I was like. You don't have time for that. We don't have time to open up restaurants all over the fucking place. Because well, wouldn't it be awesome to go, yes, it would. But now we sound like everybody else sitting at home going, yeah, I want to open up a restaurant. Everybody wants to own a restaurant. Yes. Until they own a restaurant. It's like a boat. It's like a boat. It's like a fucking boat. Right? Yeah. Why well, pay $121,000 for the boat when exactly. you can go rent it on the lake for seven or $800? Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. did you succeed with the the initial one with brunches? We opened brunches in December of 2019. Okay. In March of 2020, about 90 days later, our governor in North Carolina shut down restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bitch, but we succeeded. I might, I might have been one of your first customers then. And actually, Jared was too. Yeah. Um, we were drinking it because you your mimosas were like goblets. They, I mean, it was, it's, it's impressive. It's huge. It's amazing. We don't do flutes. Uh, no, no, we no, no. Do not These do flutes. are like Game of Thrones goblets yes. there. And, uh, and you go... Because you, you see the fun drinks online and everybody on Yelp, if you go and look up brunches on, on Yelp and all that stuff, it's uh, it's a lot of the, the mimosa poses and all that stuff. Yeah. The food is fucking lights out. And so Jared and I would get trashed and, and go there. But then the governor shut down the state and that was it. Like, that was that. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Done. So we had 90 days just out of the gates, busy, wildly successful. We're going to have 50 of these in three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first 90 days, I had over a dozen people approach me. How do I buy in? How do I get the franchise rights here, here, and here? I mean, it was gangbusters for 90 days. Yep. Uh, and then, boom, the, not only the governor of North Carolina, but I'm pretty sure all the way up, they came out and said the most dangerous things you can do in, in your life right now, and on that top five list, one of the most dangerous things you could do for your health was go to eat at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you go plastic outside on the street and all that shit? Like, how did that work out? Because what I, yeah. what I couldn't figure out during all of it um, who was the governor there at that time? It was Cooper. It was Cooper. Yeah, yeah still is. Uh, so that's right. That fucking yeah. guy, dude. Um, but with him, uh, once they did it, I was like, "How are all these people going to stay in business?" And a lot of them didn't. A lot of them didn't. How did you? I don't know. I, you know, I, maybe similar to how you know, when you do hard AF, you just kind of black out for a while. Yeah, there's so much shit you have to deal with. Yeah, uh, you know, it, the the joys and the pleasures of being a business owner. Uh, during that time, you were making, you know, I, I would say a normal day as a business owner, I got to make two or three hard decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was making, you know, two or three dozen decisions a day of yeah. how do we do payroll? You know, all how, of it. I'm going to text Bob a photo from last night, by the way, uh, that right? he can like, pop up on screen. But, but how do you do it? Yes. Like, I, I don't, you know, and I, I think I just kind of blacked out in all honesty. Uh, we did everything we could. I mean, every day we showed up asking the same question of, how do we sell food to our customers when they've been told the most dangerous thing you can do is eat at a restaurant? Now, I will say this, which is why I've stayed in this business. Our customers were resilient. One thing that COVID did prove to me is that above all else, people want to go out, mm-hmm. right? They want to go out. And, and we found a way through setting up tables on sidewalks and in parking lots. And I, Cooper did a couple good things. Uh, he let us do, you know, to go alcohol things along those lines. Oh yeah, yeah, so, that's right. So now they they pulled it back afterwards. Don't understand, but they did help us a little bit. Oh, they kept it here. I think most states kept it. Yeah, they, most states did. Uh, North Texas Carolina still ca- Texas yeah. still has it. Yeah. it. It's in North Carolina's legislation now to roll it back, but they they took it away. in North Carolina again. We we do things a little differently there. Uh, but it was every day. It was how do we produce some sales so. We can pay our vendors. Mm-hmm. We can pay our employees. I know, by the way, I have a mortgage and you know kids myself to take I care know. of as well. So it, it was a dogfight. I mean, for for ninety days, it was a dogfight. I enjoyed it so much that I opened my second brunches during the shutdown. No way, because I'd already signed the lease. I'd already committed to it. I'd already built a, a rehab. So I had a our second brunches was supposed to open. 92 days after the first one so let me ask you this were, were the owners at least forgiving and kind of like what what the situation was going on in the world or were they like hey I need, I need the first fucking check um you, you know they got bills to pay too 
So it was just real, honest, hard conversations, yeah. right? No one said, oh, hey, don't worry about it, buddy. You pay us rent when you need to pay us rent because they got mortgages that they had to pay on their properties as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a dogfight. It was, you know, hey, I can pay you this much this month. I can yeah. pay you this much this month. And But I will tell you this. Every single one of those folks got 100% of their money. There was no, we'll just forgive it or anything else. Sure. Did they, you know, let us kind of slip a little bit here and there? Of course, but... Once business came back, repayment went out real quick. We had a fucking company uh, in the last year who just forgot to send the invoices. Yeah. So we thought we were paid up with this one company, and then we get this 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 bill for eighty nine thousand uh. dollars. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? And I'm and I'm here because I we, I host the show, and then I, I'll usually Delco is is usually editing. I'm here. I'm. I'll check social media first. Invoices, lawyers, bullshit, yeah. all that shit from from here. Literally right in this desk, right? Yeah. And I look at this fucking invoice, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and I call, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And he goes, oh yeah, I forgot to send that. He's like, it's due. And I was like, we have another batch to do right now. And he goes, I know, but my boss is saying you got to pay this before you can before do that. And I'm like, I don't. I don't have eighty nine thousand just laying around right now. So I'm gonna. Yeah, have, we got yeah. a weird we fucking problem here. Yeah. And you got to get your boss on the phone. You yeah. know. We had to do payment plans and you know other bullshit to keep the the, the things going. Because if it stops, and I'm sure it's the same way with brunches, if it closes, people think it, it it's closed. And it's not, done. They might not come back. They're not coming back. No. There's some you know. This is an amazing seltzer. Oh, thank you very much. Amazing. But there are a couple other out there. Yeah, <laughs> just a few. Brunches is an amazing restaurant. Maybe two or three. You know, <laughs> we do a great job. But guess what? There's a few other brunch places out there. Yeah. And, and people have that. You know, once you go by two or three times and you're not open. I know. They're moving on. Same with podcasts, by the way. Um, if, if we weren't, because we're on daily, if we started missing days, yeah. um, there's plenty of other, there's 950,000 other podcasts, literally, Jeez. to listen to, and you yeah. know that, and it's just yeah. like, all right, great. Uh, we'll be on every single day. I also enjoy doing it, so I, I, don't, I don't care, um, but, well, yeah, uh, but, consistency. but you also know, yes, yeah. consistency is the key for all of it. For Not only time. business, yeah. um, but, uh, but life itself, and whatever you want to be good at in this life. Um, so you got, you got the two open then. So we got the two open, uh, fought just a dog fight through, uh, we kind of knew the whole time we had to find our way to spring of 2021 because we knew we'd find a way to get through the summer and all that. Cause everyone was still coming down the beach cause people wanted to live, but we knew the winter was going to be tough. Uh, so it was a dog fight all the way through spring of 2021 hit and everyone kind of opened back up. That's mm-hmm. when the, well, maybe the masks aren't real and so on and so forth. And, uh, 2021, just gangbusters, uh, opened up the third store, um, right after that, then started with the Richmond expansion and started with our expansion into the Raleigh area as well. Um, signed the lease in Raleigh in 2021. Okay. It's 2024. It hasn't opened yet. Holy shit. Why yeah. not? We're still paying rent. For, so you paid rent for three years and it's not open? It's not open yet. Is that on you or? or... That's on me. Okay. And why is that? Well, the rent's on me. Yeah, you know, I know, I know the We're rent's not on open you. Because, you know, when you own businesses, you have to go through attorneys. Yep. You have to go through permitting. With restaurants, you have localities that you have to please. Yep. You have contractors that have to come in and do work. Uh, so you, you, you put together this beautiful timeline that you think is going to work great. Oh, yeah, nine months is plenty of time. We'll be able to get our permits. We'll be able to get the contractors in. It's going to look beautiful. That'll give us some time to train. Yeah, that, we thought that in 2021 for our Raleigh store. Holy shit. 
So and it's still not open today. Still not open today. God damn. The God. sign's up on it. Looks beautiful. <laughs> Looks beautiful. I mean, equipment's in there. Coming soon. Coming really soon. Coming really soon. <laughs> It'll be there. Holy shit, yeah, dude. So that's the fun of running a business though, right? So yeah. it's, you know, everyone thinks it's just turn on that open sign and boom, there it is. Start the podcast and there's your first million, you know, listeners and viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a dogfight. It's a dogfight every day. Well, let me ask you this. How did you get the funding? Because with us, um, and I'm uh, the reason why we do this show, by the way, um, once a year and, and check in or a couple of times a year, whatever it is, um, is just to be honest with you guys because uh, you're going through the same thing. Everybody wants to start their own company, and yeah. I get it. Like, you should. Uh, it's the American dream, and it's awesome because at the end of the day, you're answering to you. Yep. Um, you know, occasionally other people will fuck up everything, but that's, that's, that's you know. That's your responsibility. Too. Right. Yep. It is. Yeah. And you have to know that. Um, with funding though, I mean, shit, dude, it was, so it was Dan and I, uh, some friends came in afterwards and, uh, and things like that. I'm stuck in these conversations every day that I would say that's my, my personal biggest weakness. Yeah. Um, because when I was in Hollywood, I was raising money for movies and, uh, the first one was very hard. It took me four and a half years, yep. 144 meetings, four and a half years to get the first movie made. And then after that, boom, I was able to make, I don't know, 12 or, or 13 more, whatever it was. Of course. And a couple of TV shows and all that stuff. And I was able to find more funding. Um, booze companies is a little different, obviously, and it's not my world. Uh, however, um, this hard AF seltzer can is the same as a DVD for me. Okay. So it's still yeah. a hard good yep. that I used to sell to Best Buy or let's take FDR American Badass, for example, right? Okay. Uh, I sold 25,000 of those to Best Buy and I sold another 10,000 to Walmart DVDs, right? Wow. But it's the same thing. <laughs> you have artwork, you know, that goes around the can. AKA the DVD, you have the product inside, you try to offer them something different or fun or flashy, and then it goes out the door. Once that sale is made, it's done. So if the box of DVDs are handed off or a case of hard AF seltzer is handed off, I'm all good and and I can go on from there. The problem I've had with the funding wise is projections where they're like, well, how many is it going to go? We've beat every projection there is. However, I don't want to give an investor, a number that I know I can't achieve. And then at the end of the day, they're fucking angry at me or calling and screaming and all that other stuff. Um, how did you get the funding for brunches and, uh, and how are you continuing to do it? Well, so the first one was a dog fight, right? Much in the same way. Um, I found five locations in the Wilmington area mm-hmm. that would be perfect for brunches. I sent a handwritten note to those five. None of them were for sale. These were five locations. I went out and scouted, could kind of see that, you know, business was a little slow, uh, but none of them were listed for sale. Uh, found the owners, found their home addresses, wrote a handwritten letter, and said, you know, hey, I mean, no disrespect, but if you're ever interested in selling, I'd love to talk to you. Mailed them out. Uh, actually, no, I overnighted them. Oh, shit. Sure, yeah, overnighted So them. they had to sign for them? So they had to sign, you know, <laughs> FedEx, right? They're, like, they're thinking I got an important package. Yeah. And they got a, a letter from a, you know, a schmuck is what they got. <laughs> um, and one of those five people called me the next day and said, yeah, let's talk. Uh, and so I met with them and, you know, I strategically looked at these places saying, okay, they're pretty, pretty damn close to being what I need for brunches. Met with him. He was ready to get on. He'd had other, you know, ventures he wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, and said, okay. And I said, well, great. I'll buy the business from you. hundred grand. Uh, I, I did not have a hundred grand. No shit. No. Did said, you give a timeline? Said, I'll buy it from you for a hundred grand. He <laughs> said, okay, that's great. And I said, all right, but, but I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> I said, here's what I'm going to do. I get you $20,000 and then we'll finance it over four years. Okay. And so I'll pay you with some interest on top of that. 
Um, and then I had, you know, I had pictures. I had my staff go in and do the renovation works that we, we had to build a bar. The place didn't have a bar. Uh, so, and we had to do some cosmetic things on those lines. General contractor. Yeah, I can do that for you. It'd be about a hundred grand. I don't have a hundred grand. Yeah. Right. So made a deal, had our guys go in there. Um, of course all the, you know, licensed work that need to be done by licensed professionals. Of course we hired them, but all the other stuff we did ourselves and it was blood, sweat and tears. And we got the whole thing open for a little under $50,000. I didn't have $50,000 friends, family, mm-hmm. I had to go and raise $50,000. Yeah. And then I had to hope like hell that we did enough in sales that I could pay them back. Um, and, and so we had to do projections. Um, I had an old gentleman I used to work with, and, and he called those financial projections mental masturbation. He said, you, you can have as much fun as you want with yeah, this. Right? Yeah. Here's how, man, here's how we're going to blow it up. Here's how good I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you got to stand by him. And so he always warned me about that. He said, you know, you, you can say you're going to have 300 customers here in a day, but you know, it's going to rain one day and it's going to snow another day. Mm-hmm. And so on. And, and you know, he didn't tell me COVID was going to hit one day, but you know, yeah. Uh, and, and so I had to put projections together and I had to reach out to friends, family, and other people I knew to say, Hey, you know, will you, will you take a risk on me? Mm-hmm. That was it, and the majority of them said no. <laughs> Your friends, yeah, yeah. Majority of them said, "I'm good." I've, you know? Look, I've I've said no to friends. Um, yeah, you know, and and, and and one thing you have to have, in my opinion, if you want to own any business, is you have to have the ability to fail and get rejected, and then believe in it so much that you go back and say, "You know what? I'm going to prove you wrong." Right, and and that's all it was. And then we got the yeses. Then the product comes out, right. And then someone tastes it, and then someone says, oh, shit, right? Someone comes and eats at our restaurant mm-hmm. and says, wow, this is a pretty cool experience. Are you doing this again? And then it gets a little bit easier. You're right. Uh, so, so funding is still uh, banks. You know, everyone says, oh, I'll just go get a loan. It doesn't uh, work like that either. Well, that <laughs> banks only lend you money if they know that uh, you're going to pay them back. Mm-hmm. So, so when you go to a bank and say, I have a new idea, they say, okay, well, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, when you say, I have cash flow and I'm already successful, uh, then they'll talk to you. But when you're in the infancy stages and in the startup, banks don't want to give you a penny. I know. I sat right? in those fucking meetings, dude. And it's, it's a waste of time. It is. I, 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 all of it was wasted. Independently wealthy, nobody, then go to a bank. Correct. Yeah. And then nobody, because nobody, no bank no. was like, okay, great. Show me sales. Show me this. Show me all this other stuff. And you're like, wow, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> and you're I got like, these projections right, right here. Exactly. <laughs> And then after our first year, we, you know, we finally had something and, yeah. uh, and I was like, all right. Then I was able to take that to people I'm like, oh shit. All right. Yep. This is a real thing. Um, and then you think, all right, well, great. Some money's coming in here and there. I mean, shit, we've even chatted with li- listeners, yeah. you name it, anybody who would could write potentially yeah. write help or whatever yeah. and, and believed in us. Um, but then, uh, once you have it, uh, and then you're like, all right, great. I got some money and then I'm going to make some more stuff. And you start opening up other States. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure what you're going yeah. through as well. Yep. Uh, then they're like, great, can you sustain this? Because if you sell out, uh, we're going to blacklist you. you know, we're not going to have you anymore. And it's like, well, shit, can I keep this many cans? And then you're ordering more and more and yeah. more. And like, I don't know about you uh, salary-wise, but because uh, we, Dan and I, are never taken a salary, no. know nothing out of this. No. I yeah. mean, I, I take a small draw salary mm-hmm. at, at, just for tax purposes to be an S-corp. But no, I'm, I'm the last one paid. Yeah, same. And, Same. And, so, and both of these businesses, the media company and the yep. uh, the seltzer. So, employees always get paid first. Correct. Vendors get paid yep. first. Uh, and if there's anything left at the end of the day, then the business owner usually gets paid. And sometimes you skip months. And sometimes I I went six months. 
in last year, twenty twenty three. Six, six, six months. Would be, six would be rough. Yeah. I think we went three and a half last year, hadn't been a part of this. Yeah. Uh, from now we were doing some expansion. As we opened up Richmond and then we had still expenses. Because the the one in Raleigh that's taken you know twenty one to twenty four has been a bitch, but I loved it so much I committed to a second store. Uh, so that one, you know, we've only been in it for about eight months. Okay, uh, but they'll open about the same time now. Uh, so as we were doing all this expansion, uh, any profit that there was, we were plowing it right back into the business. Uh, so yeah, it was it was tough. It is tough. Yeah, it's still it still continues. It's to be still tough because right? if you want to grow and make the money and you know fly private, because yeah. let's face it, at the end of the day, that's why we're all doing this. <laughs> it's just to not fly commercial anymore because it fucking sucks. A G five is in. in uh, you that's know, it. It's, it's a long term plan. That, that's the that's, that's the one where I I will genuinely say I made it. Congratulations. I I'm not. It. I'm not a. Uh, you know, I, everyone has their vices. Some people love cars, beach houses, boats. I'm not one of those people. Uh, but uh, the jet would be nice one. Day. I just don't want to stand with those dirty fucks anymore and people coughing on me and shit. You know, for me, it's not it. that. It's just the time. <laughs> for me, yes. it's just the time. The TSA and the it, lateness and yeah. the cancellations. Right? It's just and like all the other shit. You know, I got I got to leave. You know, and two hours early from here because I don't know how long. You know, it's going to yeah. be to get through all that. Versus, yeah, yeah. I've you know I've flown private a few times on the private jets with some other people who, you know, Epstein. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just different when you pull up to your car and five minutes later your wheels up. It's just a different experience. It is, and uh, and hopefully you can you know get there permanently one day, yeah. and it's great. Um, but back to uh, uh, not really enjoying all this or kind of get stuck in it. <laughs> you and I go out for uh, dinner last night because I'm like, hey, I'll hit you up. So yesterday recorded, I think three shows, um, yep. and then uh, had kids basketball practice. There you go. Did that. Had uh, four lawyer conversations because they're. About to turn this into a goddamn highway over here. There you go. Uh, we've got a, a fun lawsuit with Hard AF, which is uh, uh, going away. Um, it was uh, some mistaken bullshit over a trademark issue, whatever. Yep. Had to go meet with, uh, what do they call those rubber stamper people? Um, Notary. Notary. God damn it, dude. <laughs> Finding those losers. God, yeah. the loser that did this, dude. The, the loser with the rubber stamp who took the class or got whatever. Just comes in with a fucking guitar slung over, dirty as shit. And I'm like, you're the notary? It's this, you know, oh, it's this King's Royal stamping of this form. That means nothing. And I'm like, nothing. I got to wait around for this dick for a $10 rubber stamp. And then I'm out of there. And I'm like, you fucker. Now your word is bond because right. he stamped it. I go and meet with you last night. Yeah. Um, and then I said, hey, before we're coming on the show today, um, I'm going to take you to HEB. Yeah. Um, I've been to, you know. Because of traveling and live shows and all that other stuff, I've been to every grocery store on the planet and you know every venue, I feel like. Yeah. And I, I told you, because you're about to start your own drink, I go, look, let's go to H-E-B. We'll get some samples of all the shit because they've got the best yeah. selection. H-E-B literally is the, is the best crazy. grocery store in America. Yeah. It's not, Kroger. It's not even close. I mean, it's not even close. Say, oh, it's amazing. And uh, so we go in. I've had this fucking crazy day. I'm exhausted. All this other shit. We're buying products for today's show and everything else. We walk in. And then, Bob, you can post the picture now. I did not know. I don't know if you thought this was a flex last night, but it wasn't. I didn't it know. It felt like a flex. I know, but it wasn't. And it was it amazing was totally flex. Real. Pop this picture up, Bob, uh, for the audience of what I just sent you the there. the best thing you can get as a, as a product. And placements owner. in front of Bud Lights in, in the biggest grocery stores in Texas. 
And I'm like, fucking that hey, dude. That was a flex. And I, I, there was a moment where like on the drive home, because when you got your Uber, I was like, dude I, dude, I bet you he thinks I took him there on purpose. <laughs> totally not. And they didn't tell me because I, you know, I'll get, I don't know, 100 emails a day or whatever the yeah. fuck it is, 200. And uh, I, they didn't, t- like it was in the email. I didn't read it. it. Yeah. I didn't read it. And so I walked in. I was just as shocked as you. Yeah. And then I fanned out. And I was like, oh, fuck, can I take a picture? <laughs> can I take a picture for the show? But um, that's what makes it all worth it. Yes. The and lawyers. Cir- to the circle notary. back to that, because yeah. I had the same conversation with the lawyer this morning. He goes, hey, did you get the notary fucking thing so I can <laughs> you have to send it first class to the lawyers and all this other stuff? And I go, I did. Yeah. And I took, I sent him this picture along with it. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, holy shit. Yeah. Is, is it, is, it's out in Texas? And I was like, yeah, it's out in Texas. And he goes, God damn. Not just out. Out, but, you know. In cap. Yes. And, uh, and he goes, and I go, look. With all the fucked up shit we're going through with all this stuff and raising money and all these weird people and that you're involved in and everything else yeah. and lawsuits and all this stuff, I go, here's where your hard work went for the last three years. Yep. And he was like, oh, my God, dude, I can't believe it. So he's like, I'm going to buy a you know, 12-pack on the way home. I can't, I can't fucking believe it. And I was like, so with all the <laughs> fucked up conversations we've had in the last few days <laughs> – there's one positive there's picture one there. Positive. Yeah, but right? I wanted to do this live on air because it dawned on me when I left. I was like, I, I guarantee you, he it thought was it was the ultimate flex. Taking him in there. I was not. I didn't even know. But, I had no idea. But that's what we, you know, that my point of what I'm trying to do next. And for anybody else out there who thinks this is easy, that's what I want. I want to know how did you get to that flex? Right. right. Because everyone just sees hard AF mm-hmm. at the sports bar. Correct. At the college campus. Oh, you got an end cap. Wow, that's easy. In the right? Major League Baseball or the soccer stadiums or right. the NBA stadiums and all Amazing. that stuff. Amazing. 1,300 stores. Yes. And like, I'm fighting to get into one. One, right? Um, and it's, and I want to see that flex. Super tough. And, and again, they don't, you know, you got a million emails, so I didn't know yeah. this was going to happen. But even this, pop up that picture one more time, Bob. Um, even this, like the price is 2057 Like That's solid. It's not great. Um, I but mean, we're, solid. but if you go to Total Wines, I think it's at like, you know, Seventeen ninety nine or whatever it is, it's eight percent. Yeah, the inflation. A twelve pack is like a twenty four pack of your competitors. Let, let's correct, be honest, but still, that's high for what we're selling them to. So, like, is it inflation? Who's also doing that number and everything else? Very and true. then you've got to reconcile with that with the audience too, where you're just like, hey, dude, that's not us. Yeah. Like, we're selling way cheaper than that. What they're marketing it up to that we can't we can't stop it at that point. Nah. And then you'll have to deal with that as well for your product. Yep. Um, but, uh, but, but that's where your marketing background correct. Right, makes a huge difference. And it, and by the way, so that's what I want to tell you will for you as well. Yeah. So with hard AF, how do we get to 1300 locations? An excellent question. Uh, marketing from the podcast. Yeah. So the podcasts have been great. Our listeners are amazing. Um, the fan base is amazing. Everybody will go to the stores, buy the cases. Cause it really does help support the show and, and keep all this going yeah. for real. And, uh, and then hopefully this is the home run at the end of it, because I have no desire to quit podcasting, even if we sell the seltzer one day, yeah, zero desire. Um, I want to. I love what I do every day. I want to keep doing this until the wheels fall off or yep. until people stop listening. That won't um, happen. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, uh, you never know. Uh, you know, some who, people, certain people will. Who but. knows, dude? <laughs> I, you know, I could come in blackface one day. We could get canceled. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to leave that up in the air. Uh, but now we're hiring sales reps on yeah. top of it too. So like, yes, the marketing's great, but then you need the sales reps uh, along with it. We just hired one for Texas, uh, hiring one for Florida as well. And yeah. so you'll see those guys out uh, in about here in the next few months. 
uh, and with you, you've got the same sort of marketing. And that's what I wanted to tell you on this on air yeah. was your restaurants are so good and the food and drinks are so good that if you are selling your own products at your yep. restaurants, um, everybody will associate it back to that great restaurant that they love to have brunch at. Yeah. Um, and that's how Jared and I found you, by the way. Um, building community. I mean, that's what it is. It's that's what it community. was, dude. Yeah. And there was just goblets of fucking mimosas, and then yep. the food was great, and then we just kept going back and back and back, and it was awesome. Um, Much so like with the show, people yeah. come back and back and back. It's awesome. They see the product. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection of the show. Hopefully. It and, is. It, it, oh, come on. No, but, no but, but you hope so, right? Yeah. And that's why you yeah. make these things. Uh, and then same with yours. Yep. Um, so with yours, you're looking to do a mimosa uh, beverage in a can. In a can. So we went out. I took you to H-E-B last night. H-E-B was amazing. Right. We just don't have this in North Carolina. Told you. But so, you you know, like I said, you know, starting a business you think is easy. Uh, But, you know, you can't just put champagne in a can with orange juice. You got to find a way to get there. Right. And then you got to start taste testing and you got to compare to what your competitors are going to be. So we went out and and grabbed a few. And I told you last night, I said, look, I've had two of these at functions. Yeah. Um, This is mermaid bubbly and this is a, a mimosa. Um, well, it says it's a mimosa. It says it. It says it's a mimosa. But, uh, and I was like, hey, we'll try this <laughs> We'll together. try this. Um, Let's see if it's a mimosa. And now looking at it here, because a lot of the same uh, products are in here, it's very similar to a seltzer, in my opinion, as far as what's in it. Because, you know, I, we do all the formulas and all that stuff on our own. Yeah. And so I know what this is. So, all right. It says. We got uh, water. Orange juice concentrate. Yeah. So is that orange juice or is that fucking. I'm not exactly sure. Just a dash or whatever. Uh, you got uh, tartaric acid. We order that citric acid. We order yep. that, uh, and then sulfites, um, and then carbonated water, and then cane sugar. So we've got most of these ingredients. This is very close to a yep. seltzer, in my opinion. This, this is not a taste like a fucking mimosa. No, this is a seltzer. Yeah. What do you think of this? Because it is seven percent, and it's not. It's not terrible. No, by the way, no. so I don't want to shit on this company. Not it's at not all. Bad. The, the packaging. Yes, big fan of the packaging. It's just not a. Mimo- it's not a real true mimosa. If it just said mermaid bubbly, right? You know, I might be with you. <laughs> I might be with you. It's seven percent alcohol. Um, you, you know it. It tastes this is like a seltzer. This is, I'm telling you, it tastes like it's a an orange flavored. You know, yeah, seltzer. that's what it is. <laughs> Because with yours, you're looking to do, what, a, a variety pack? Four different fruits? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you got orange, you got pear. We got pear. Then uh, Pear, is, I want to do. I love pear, by the way. It's um, amazing. Yeah. We call it the, the perfect mimosa mm-hmm. because it's just, the flavor's incredible. It is great. Um, we've got a peach. We got a peach, too. I love peach. All right. Big fan of peach. So nobody, that's the thing. I'll, and this one I'll yank my own dick on. Okay. Um, there, the only other peach-flavored product I had before our seltzer was uh, Snapple. Okay. So as a kid, I was Love a Snapple. huge same here. I was a huge fan Love. of the peach flavored Snapple and uh, and they used to sell like gangbusters, right? Yep. But nobody ever did a peach in like alcohol for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'm from Georgia and everything's peaches there originally. So I was like, cool, I grew up on it and I knew it could be a great flavor and that's one of our flagships and it's I don't think peach. that'll yes, and right. I don't think that'll ever go away. Uh, what else are you doing besides pear? What are the other two? Do you know? Well, we'll, we'll do the classic orange, right? Um, of course you have pear to. and peach. Yep. Um, now we're fighting for number four. Can I tell you what one of them is right now? Sure. What was the one you were told to do and, not, and, and you didn't want to do? Lemon lime. We're thinking about a key lime pie. So we do a key lime pie mimosa that yep. in the store kills it. But it's because we do the graham cracker crust on it. Uh-huh. We do the whipped cream topping and all that. If we could perfectly emulate that flavor in the can, it'll fucking kill it. 
Okay, so the flavor but, house that I gave you last night. Yeah. Um, as I gave you all the contacts, I think for all the all the stuff, huge huge resource. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um, but because uh, we want to see everybody succeed, and, yeah. and a lot of people think, oh, well, they're doing an alcoholic beverage or whatever. They're all in different spaces, and you should want everybody to succeed and help each other. Like, yeah. there's plenty of money out in the world for everybody. There's no reason to be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Um, I had a key lime pie there. Okay. Lights out. Um, the That's- only problem is like the strawberry shortcake. You've got to get women over the fact that they're not drinking a like super high sugary, yeah. high sugar, high carb drink. Yep. yep. Um, but it was unbelievable. Oh man! Yeah. It's, so when you hit them up, tell them you want to do it and at least <laughs> test it. Yeah. It's it's so good though. You're going to want to do it. Of course. I just don't know how you market it without women thinking it's not carbs and sugars. Yeah, that's where I'm going to give you a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you my answer, strawberry sugar. We get to pull it, and it was awesome. I loved it, but like women were like, "Oh, is this? I'm gonna get fat off this." And I was like, oh, no, you're Too good. Late. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that kind of started for you probably in eleventh grade. That's, That's not. No, it's not putting it on the fucking products. Zero carbs, zero sugars, dog. So. Uh, but that's where yes. we're at. So here's what I'll uh, now. Here would be my advice on this. When I was, I've told a few other people who started RTDs, uh, pick ten, pick ten flavors. Um, go in and uh, and then decide out of that ten. Yeah. Because um, I was so locked into the strawberry shortcake when I tried it because it was so fucking good that yeah. I, I just I couldn't see around it. Yep. Like I just couldn't see uh, the psychological aspect of it of what a. a a picture of a cake on a can would do to sales. R- right. Yeah. Um, would do to, to people. So and God, isn't that a huge part of the business? Though, is, is it being is able to take your emotions out of it. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes that's the hardest thing is just running a restaurant. We, we have entrees that I love mm-hmm. like that. I've been with, I've been doing this for 12 years that have been with me. And then you look at your numbers and they're not selling. <laughs> Nobody orders them. <laughs> like what is wrong with them? What, what is wrong? Not, and you don't want to pull it because you're emotionally invested into it. Mm-hmm. And then you got to just, you know, running a business is sometimes just pivoting, listening to the numbers and pivoting. Yeah. Right. And, and putting pride aside, but always knowing that I might bring it back one day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm telling you as a friend right now, keep, keep key lime pie on the sideline, right. dude. For the first run, <laughs> I learned with strawberry shortcake. I was like, fuck. Cause to this day, I'll still stand by it. And yeah, the listeners yeah. who have had it, um, the first batch that went out there, whenever they come to the studio, they're like, dude, give me the strawberry shortcake. Yeah, I know you got some that. somewhere. <laughs> I'll say this. Dan's got a secret stash somewhere in the studio. Uh, Nobody knows where it is. If you ask him, maybe he'll give you one. But I think there's only 10 left uh, at this point, And then whatever's on the desk in front yeah. of me uh, that I, I haven't swapped out yet, just out of laziness, I guess. But uh, Sentimental purposes. It is. Right? That's the beginning. You yes. always remember the beginning. Yeah. Um, right? No matter how big it gets, oh, whatever yeah. your exit is, 100%. you'll always tell the strawberry shortcake story. Yeah. I remember uh, getting the um, trademark back from the attorney. Yeah. Because the trademark, um, they said we would never get it. Yeah. They were like, ah, oh, hard AFs for seltzer, hard seltzer. It has to be. Somebody's done it or whatever. Somebody named a liquor, hard yeah. AF cherry or something like that. And they were like, you'll never get it. You got to wait for eight months, uh, which we did. We ended up getting it. And uh, in the meantime, wow. they're like, just come up with like 50 other names. Huh. Well, I did. And uh, I think 47 of them got shot down. <laughs> <laughs> taken, 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 taken. Hey, that's failure again one that i right. love too that uh our artist uh we've got an in-house uh, art team that came up with was uh this uh, florida man seltzer oh, right. and it had like an alligator and this crazy looking man yeah um and then different flavors and it was awesome and they were like bro 
That trademark was gone in 2017. <laughs> so like, that's not original, party. you fucking dumb idiot. And I was like, all right. Uh, uh, I like it. You know? like, is anybody using it? And here's the fucked up thing is a lot of people aren't even using this. No. So they'll be there, yeah, and, and then that, uh, that's kind of it. Um, and that's their business, too. Some people just resell these things. Yes. Yeah. Over and over and oh, over. Yeah. And that was our – so what, our first lawsuit was from another Hard AF company. Uh, that said, hey, I, you know, we came up with this and we have the trademark for it or whatever, but it was uh, for some version of a tequila. I got you. And I go, hey, we're a sugarcane seltzer, not a, we have yeah. no we alcohol will not be in it. Yeah, well, no tequila. You can't do anything. And I go, your product's not even out, which it wasn't. Yeah. And there's this thing called first use. Yep. So if you use it, then you got to file that trademark for first use and get that on the books. And yeah. so once we got that, uh, they gave up on that lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was the first of, you know, a few. A few. Whereas people coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Isn't it fun having attorneys? <laughs> God. And they get four fucking ten an hour. And I'm uh, just like, man, I made the wrong choice in college. Four ten an I hour. I made a lot of the wrong too. choices in college. I don't think that was one of them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Talk to the lawyers. Four ten an hour. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but as this goes, yep. um, so we'll, we'll kind of, I'll kind of uh, like break you into the numbers here. Uh, if you're looking to do it in a variety pack, and uh, let's say you're making mm, 5,000 cases roughly to start with. Gotcha. Well, shit, we'll go back to what, what this should be, because it's champagne. Yeah. Um, because of the high ABV in a champagne. Well, so that's going to be my challenge, right? Right. It, it might only be available in a four-pack, which a lot of people are doing it, and they're crushing. So yeah. like, that's not even a in my opinion, not a big, uh, bad problem to have because nope. the margins are also great on that and you can fucking destroy two. So you're good either way. Yeah. But, uh, putting champagne inside of a can with a real mimosa yeah. has never been done before. Cause these aren't, um, I haven't had this last one, but I can tell you it, it, already reading the label. This is five and a half, uh, ABV here. Yeah. There's no way this is fucking, this one champagne. is got white wine in it. Oh, so that's not a fucking mimosa. No, nah. I mean, I'll try it. It's What's not it sparkling. Called? Picnic brunch. picnic brunch oh boy you might get a i don't know that might be one for the lawyers too like, it's too close brunch is too close to this brunch is a generic word so you'll be good on that how's this one that tastes like a wonderful orange flavored white wine man that tastes awful uh i wish i wouldn't said the company name <laughs> shit i don't like that uh yeah, these other two these other ones Actually, the this mermaid, mermaid ones. This are... mermaid, uh, the flavor of this one mm-hmm. for is that the blueberry uh, one? Yeah, okay. it, it's really it's a nice flavor. A blueberry, uh, it's blueberry lemonade. You know, this one just says bubbly though. It does. It doesn't say mimosa. It doesn't say mimosa. It. Yeah. So you know, I, you know, this one has got a seven percent ABV, and you know, uh, I don't like that other one though at all. That's white wine. You said it, it tastes like my daughter saw my glass of wine on the table and poured some orange juice into it. Oh God. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, you didn't stop with. Daughter. And it was boxed white wine. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's the old Franzia. <laughs> Franzia. <laughs> pop open the Franzia and pop that in. Ugh. All right, let's try this one here. So this one you liked the blueberry one. I like the flavor of it. I do. I, I'm a blueberry fan. Um, it's good. It's uh, it doesn't say mimosa on it. No, um, so, but it's know. just a good drink. It's it's, it's the a, carbs and sugars. It's a good seltzer. 181 calories. You know, a little high, but not crazy. Carbs. That's not bad. No, uh, 11 sugars is not bad at all. All no. right, shit. Uh, this one I can fuck with for sure, but that's not a mimosa. Not a mimosa. No. So that's going to be my challenge is how do I, you know, because I want to stay true to what we're trying to do. How do I make a mimosa, right? Yes. So, you know, that, that'll be a challenge of working with you know, scientists and engineers and bottling companies and, and people who do this every day for trying to figure out, is it even possible? 
It is. I I haven't worked in that space yet, and I haven't worked with any co-packers. I know I, we were chatting about it yeah. uh, yesterday, and I was trying to think about it because uh, I don't know any tanks that are just champagne yep. crossed with the whatever the, the juice you're going to add to it and all that stuff. Uh, with ours, you know, there's sugarcane tanks and all that stuff, and then there's malt tanks for beers and, and yep. everything else, but... Uh, I, d- I have not come across it yet, yeah. uh, but that's a good and a bad thing, right? Exactly, right? It, it hasn't been done to market, yeah. but how do you find the tanks and who makes that yeah. is, the, well, is the challenge. The, the answer is usually one of the same. Yeah, I know. Money right? solves everything. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it really does. Yeah. As I Someone's going to say, we can do it. Oh, I know. Well, we, well, we can do it. We can sure do that. Yeah. You can but have don't pay attention tank, to dog. those numbers over there. I yeah, <laughs> yeah We I can know. do it. <laughs> That's most of the battle, man. Most of these conversations that I'm in every single day, it's the same thing. As soon as I hang up and, you know, I'm usually outside the studio in the parking lot or yeah. in the, the driveway yeah. watching my wife and kids having fun, like having oh, dinner yeah. and shit, and I'm yeah. still stuck on a phone call, is if I had money during this exact moment right here, like a shit ton of money, yeah. I would not have to take any of these calls right now. It would have just been like, how much? Yeah. Cool, man. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. yep. So I'll send out the invoice tonight or Monday Night no Football, yeah. whatever it is. Like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> And that ends everything. Uh, my office manager will write that. They'll wire that money real but quick. But nobody has that. Um, yeah. I think the only person I've seen uh, two in the last, let's call it three to four years, yeah. uh, Prime yep. and Happy Dad, uh, Nelk Boys. Um, they've got you know both massive YouTube followings and all that other stuff. Both yeah. uh, Prime is just an energy drink. Yep. They've also got hydration product. They got a, a crazy ton of SKUs and all that shit, right? Some have caffeine, some don't. Uh, uh, Happy Dad has got uh, is the Nelk Boys. That's a five percent seltzer, and they got a fucking million SKUs as well. But both of those guys came in with a shit ton of money into those companies, and I was like. God damn, dude. We don't have anywhere near that, bro. <laughs> so you got to go slow. Whereas they went to all 50 states overnight. And it was just like, Prime was in your face. Like yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Even my kids, dude. Five-year-olds. Dad, can I have some Prime? How the fuck do you know about that YouTube dad? <laughs> my daughter told me that. I know. Prime. Same. Then we bought it. She hated it. Yes. Yeah. Right, but the marketing worked. Marketing worked. And, the I marketing will, worked. I, and I will say this. If you have that kind of money, you can fail on a public level. Yeah. Um, where... The first initial flavors of Prime, in my opinion, were terrible. Yeah. And then we were out the other night. My kid, uh, my kid won and won after a basketball practice or whatever it was. And it was, uh, I don't get them energy drinks. I don't get my kids energy drinks at all. Yeah. So I'll get them the hydration ones. Yep. Because it's like Gatorade. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not getting them hopped up more hopped than they ca- need to. Caffeine. No, yeah. dude, that's nah. fucked up. I want to sleep a little bit. <laughs> right. So I got them the hydration one. It was uh, an American bomb pop flavor. Uh, Bob, if you can pull it up, it's, it's like a red, white, and blue uh hydration one and uh and it was very good and that's the other thing is like i I enjoy companies that realize they got it wrong the first time and then correct it as they keep going yep um and happy dad did that as well i didn't like their initial flavors uh some of their newer ones are are pretty decent it's it's five percent so it's a little light for me but um uh but i enjoy it and i'm able to say all right cool i like you know x y and z so this is the one i had and it was very good and i was like oh shit great all right i know that I, takes me back to you know when I was twelve and I had the uh, same and the, the even the name the so like Prime as far as the trademark goes because the word is so famous you yeah. can't trademark it yeah. so it's like all right cool man we're just we using mind. it yeah. and then you'll trademark what the image is exactly and yeah. uh, and nothing else so uh, luckily I think you'll have the same with Mimosa Mimosa's too public so yeah. nobody no will own yeah. that yep um, and then you're going to have to add your own spin to it for as far as your restaurants go. Of course. Uh, and everything like that. Uh, dream goal here, um, I would say 250 to start will do it. 
Okay. And that'll get your, you know, first. Uh, Isn't that funny? First cans out there. You got all the these door. listeners out there thinking like, I'd love to start a business and we're just talking about it and it's 250. 250. 250. 250K. That's it. That, uh, it's not. It. That's, That's a lot it. of money. It's still a lot of money. <laughs> I was a bouncer in college. I used, to, I used to kick the shit out of people. I used to put people in a hospital for $80 a night, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I still look at $80 as a big deal to this day, right? And then you look at 250 It'll never not be a big deal to me. I own a restaurant and I walk around and I'll see a quarter on the ground and my, my <laughs> servers, I'll watch my servers walk back and forth three or four times and I, I walk over and pick it up and they say, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, that, that's a quarter. It's still a quarter it's still, at the yeah. end of the day. I yeah. gave you an opportunity Yeah, because you need it more than I do. Yeah. But if you're not going to take that opportunity, you know, it's going to my change jar. There's uh there's somebody who works for our, our media company. I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, one employee hadn't gotten paid and I, I think I hadn't gotten paid and. And the guy had said, well, do you need this right now? And I was like, yes, motherfucker. Everybody needs to get paid yeah. when they're supposed to. Like, we got real lives, jobs, yeah. everybody. Like, yeah. don't you can't do that to him. Like, of course. fuck you, man. I'll pay him out of my <laughs> thing. Like, this is, are yeah. you crazy? Um, so, yeah. But there is people out there where I sit on these calls, and they're like, oh, man, $5 million is nothing. And I was like, what world do you live in, dude? Like, is it? Because I'm here, and it's. I think it's not a flat earth. Like, what world are you in right now where that's not a big deal? Of course. And I've been in those conversations, too, yeah. where you're just like, shit, man. But 250 will probably get you the first quarter million cans yep. and then out the door and all that other stuff. Um, you'll probably save some money on packaging because you won't need the cardboard boxes. Like, uh, I don't know, let's take first form here. Yeah. Uh, you won't need these because you're selling them probably in your restaurants. Yep. Uh, and then you'll have probably split to go into the liquor stores and of course. Uh, bars, restaurants, yeah. grocery stores, all that other stuff. So. Um, that'll save you some savings. But I think um, out there, one of the biggest things I've learned when I've talked to other people who are starting drink companies is uh, just do that run. Everybody wants to do a million or like yeah. two million cans yeah. is going to be awesome. I'm like, no, dude, start with the minimum. Yep. If people don't like it, like whatever this, I'm not going to say the brand, but yeah. I did not like this drink. Yeah. If I would have tasted this and I went back to whoever invented it and said, don't make any more of this, yeah, yeah, like, not- you're going to lose your money. <laughs> we're not going to sell whatever this. Whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. You might sell it once. Once, but once. don't. Waste your money on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, that's what I recommend to people, so that way you can get it out the door. And it was the same way with us. Um, we went D to C, you know, direct yep. to customers yep. through the mail. The shitty part about it is shipping. Yeah, um, you know, it was fuck, man. It was coming at like eighty nine dollars uh, a case to ship to a listener um, because the yeah. shipping is so heavy off of it. And like we were, I mean, the margins are dog shit. You're making yeah. like five bucks or whatever the fuck it is, right? <laughs> but you want to get it out to as many people as right. possible, not only for a test. To see if everybody likes it, to whether you're not, I'm going to write another check <laughs> to put more money into this. Uh, Minor but, details, yeah, uh, but uh, you want everybody's feedback and all that other stuff, and I think that was uh, very helpful. But I will say this: Dan and I were fully prepared to uh, to fold it up if people didn't like it. Yeah, you've got to be. Y- you have to be. Yeah, because um, if you start forcing it, you're going to lose. You lose a lot. You're going to lose your fucking house. Yeah, uh, and then that first run. I think I had two separate liens on my house during this that that first run, and like yeah. shit got real fucking stressful. And I was just like, "All right, I just had another mortgage. So the mortgage I'm on, or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. it's gonna do okay, right? I'm gonna pay myself back for this. Yeah, that's and right. It's faith and belief, right? It is, but it doesn't make every day, you know, nah. more or less stressful. Where you're like, shit, dude, uh, what the fuck? And then you get the cans, and they're misprinted. Yes. I, did you get this? I it's deflating. You want to talk about going ballistic on somebody? Uh, I mean, I told this motherfucker that he should go back to Ellis Island and scratch his whole family lineage off the <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Because I was like, bro, if I go if I go on air with your fucking bullshit today, like uh, 
fuck you and your whole goddamn family. Like, I want your kids oh. to grow up and be uh, pissed <laughs> off at you, you know? Like, I want you to be in, in hospice, right? You got four days left, and I want your last, like, your kid to come in. Last words to you yep. ever is like, Dad, why did you fucking misprint those cans for that dude? He fucking, our whole family's <laughs> fucked. I mean, Jared wanted to put up a billboard above his, uh, he owns a business. He wanted to put, and it was open. <laughs> we called, we got the number, we had it locked in for 12 months, yeah. and we were going to put fuck this company above it, oh, you yeah. know, and cleverly and everything yeah. else. We told him, we were like, hey, we're renting out the billboard, everything. Like, <laughs> Here we go. Here it's, we go. Here we go. You're, they, you're fucked with my family now. Yeah, yeah That's they eventually dropped yeah. and gave the money back, but uh, man, the amount of times that that's happened along the way. Um, but that's every business, right? It is. That's every business. I could tell you a dozen war stories about brunches, the restaurant, and you know, through COVID, I, I didn't know if I was going to make payroll. I know, right? I, shit, me, I didn't know well, if I was going to make payroll. All these companies, man, yeah. production because I know a production I had three company restaurants. before this. Yeah, I know a production company before this, and uh, yeah, man, same thing. Payroll, yeah. everything else, paying everybody else out. Yeah. Um, got sued for for workers' comp on some other gigs and all that other oh, shits. Yeah. All those movies that I did over the years, every one of them got sued. Yeah. Um, just and some of it was frivolous, where it was just like, oh, hey, I had yeah. this idea, and I'm from Indiana. Yeah. No lie, yeah. for a movie, and you're like. Sue for that? They're like, yeah, I, I sent it in. This one guy was like, I sent it in to uh, Paramount Studios in the mail. And I was like, cool, man. I'm not even with Paramount. Like, it's a fucking independent movie. I wasn't working at Paramount. I did a movie for Paramount. It was like, doesn't mean that I got your script. I knew anything about you. That's right. Millions of scripts written here. I was like, you fucking cocksucker. $23,000 yeah. just to fight with a lawyer. And, you know, the guy got nothing. Like, That's it was crazy. It's it was crazy. awful. Yeah. Um, but you got to be prepared for that. You do. Uh, the highs of the highs, like last night, where you, it's just an accidental thing. You walk into a grocery yeah. store and you're like, "Holy shit!" Let me grab. A photo it's real. Of this. Yeah. yeah, it's real. Uh, lows are real dark, though. Very Man, dark. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, lows in owning a business or when it's your own, because it's your, it's all your family and your houses and all that other shit. Um, well, and that's why the the second part of what I'm going to do, you know, thanks to your help and your team's help, is we're going to. We're going to document this whole process, right? Because we all want to know, Ross, how did you and the guys, you know, get to this 10 million followers? Which, well, the, here's the thing. This is why shows like this are helpful, where yeah. you're getting real shit. Real. All those bullshit entrepreneur uh, Instagrams or yeah. podcasts. Are like, be oh, you, be happy, if, smile. Yeah, <laughs> grab the day by the bootstraps. And it's like, fuck, no. You're going to feel like killing yourself every night. Like, no, that's no. real. And then... Yeah. You're up at 5 a.m. Do you want to be up at 5 a.m.? No. No. I didn't, I don't, I don't, I'm up till 5. Yeah. Then I take the kids to school or whatever yeah. at 7.15. So I'm like, yeah. So we're going to document the process from how the hell do I get 250K? How the hell do I find a packaging company? How the hell do we put mimosa in a can? Right. So we're going we're gonna to set it up so we can document that because we don't, failures, are, you know, to me, failure is not an option. For sure. But it's possible. Are you guys going to do a podcast? I think we might. Yeah. It'd be a great platform to do it. Uh, j just to show people, okay, here, here's the shit we're having to go through, and just, uh, but just honest, real life shit. Yeah, where it, it isn't, great and show the real day. numbers. And yeah, show, you know, hey, here's here the, here we are at three o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and here we are again at five fifteen in the morning. Yeah, like, that was an awesome ninety minutes. We got to sleep. Right, 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 it was awesome. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I was last night yeah. for me, and I'm just like, I look at my wife, I'm like, fuck, dude. Here we go again. I know. Uh, but there is fun stuff along the way. Tons and I, of I don't want to. You celebrate them, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. You um, totally celebrate them. Throwing out the first pitch for the Miami Marlins wow. uh, against the Yankees yep. and being able to, to take my family and kids and all that stuff uh, was awesome. Like, that's a yep. 
once in a lifetime type of deal. Um, we're working on some college deals right now where if, if they go through, uh, one of them is, is my own, it was, is Ohio state. Like if that goes through, it's like childhood dreams, right? Yes. And childhood like dreams. that would be something where I'm like, all right, great. I don't know how much bigger I can dream on something yeah. like this. Uh, but then the rest of it, you know, we're still in the middle of finance meetings, investor meetings, all that stuff. And it's super fucking hard. Yeah. And I talk to these people and some of them are so goddamn weird. And some of them are like, oh, I got this cousin who's super yeah. rich. Uh, oh, what did they do? Yeah. Oh, you know, you know that button at the top of a Ziploc bag? That's what they did. The plastic, the blue plastic one. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? Come on. Yeah. That was your patent? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, super rich. You didn't do anything. You're like, all right. And then you have this conversation with this fucking moron. You're like, okay, great. Yep. This isn't going anywhere. No. Um, yeah. My first movie, uh, <laughs> to get that finance, on the 144th meeting, I'll never forget, it was, uh, uh, there was no iPhones or you know, maps yeah. or anything at that point, so we had to do it on a, off of a Thomas Guide. And I didn't know where I was going, it's an address in the yeah. valley. And, uh, and I go, and I show up, and it's this dog shit hole-in-the-wall diner that's only open to like 1.30 in the afternoon. And this guy had asked me to meet him there. There's five, six tables in their tops. Food's awful, coffee's awful, everything. <laughs> He rolls in flip flops, a ripped t shirt, and like some fucking board shorts, right? Um, and looked like uh, like a Spalding from yeah. from Caddyshack or whatever, right? And uh, sits down and he's like, "Hey, man, read the script, love the script, you know? We think we can get this made pretty quickly, you know?" And I was like, "Uh huh." And uh, and he goes, "So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write down ten actresses' names on a cocktail on this, you know, cocktail yeah. napkin." And he goes, slides across the table. He goes, you get one of these names, you'll be shooting this movie in six weeks. That's it. All you got to do. All you got to do. All you got to do, brother. And I was like, all right. Grabbed the napkin and turned around. I was like, oh, well, shit. One of them happens to be one of my, my, one of my good friends. And it's right. like, I go, okay, I can get so-and-so. And they were like, great, man. So just get a contract, a letter of intent, and everything else will be shooting in six weeks. You know? And I was like, Okay, cool. I watch this guy eat this shitty meal. I drink this shitty coffee. Fucking again, paint job in the bathroom afterwards. Like it was the worst coffee. And I'm like, I call my manager on the drive back, and I was like, "Fuck you, fuck this meeting, fuck this guy, everything else." And he goes, "I'm telling you, man, I think he's real, you know." And I'm like, "All right." Uh, so I get this actress to to sign the the letter of intent, yeah. and uh, and I send it back to him. The the one thing he did, well, he stopped me in the parking lot before we left, because he, he gives me a dollar. And it was like a fucking little kid move or whatever. And he yeah. goes, I want you to give me back this dollar our first day on set and tell me that I was right about making your movie. You know, and he talked like that. And I was like, fuck. All right, man. Sounds like Malibu. Yeah. I get my friend to sign the, the letter of intent yep. or whatever, send it back to him. To the day, six weeks later, we were shooting this movie. It was fully financed and everything. This dipshit guy in this stupid fucking meeting at this stupid it's goddamn restaurant. It's where you never think it's going to come from. Ever. It's where you never think it's going to come Ever. from. Ever. And I show up, you know, first day on set, yeah. and uh, and he goes, hey, man, isn't this awesome? Whatever. And I was like, yeah. This you is... wanted this dollar back. I, yeah, but goes, I go, actually, this is awesome. And he goes, he goes, I'm going to give you the dollar back, man. And he goes, I told you. And I was like, fuck, dude. I, yes. I, yeah. Frame the dollar and everything else, and it was amazing. Yep. And then funding came a lot easier after that. But uh, problem was, uh, when DVDs dried up and all that stuff, yep. um, all those people that I used to know, I don't know anymore, and they're not investing yep. in movies. They're not, you know, they're gone from Hollywood and all that yeah. stuff. So now I'm going after normal people, and uh, and it's tough. It's always tough. It's tough. But if it wasn't tough, everyone would do it. Yes, uh, right. but everyone man, would do it. But it's, it's tough. tough. It, you know, wasn't your background at Bank of America? 
Yeah, I did finance there. How yep. was that? Did you make the decisions or somebody else for like business loans and shit like that? So no, no, no one at Bank of America makes the decision. Um, I could tell you a handful of stories where we actually made the decision not to finance something because mm-hmm. we were, I was in Charlotte at the time where the bank's headquartered and we dealt with the ultra affluent clients. Uh, our whole underwriting team would look at a deal. They said, you know, we're going to pass on this. Um, and we knew who these people were and how they were connected. And, and we would then have to tell our clients, you know, unfortunately we can't do this deal. And we would set our watches for 45 minutes. Okay. This happened at least a dozen times. And within 45 minutes, we get a call from the CEO's office calling down saying, what the hell are you doing? Do the loan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Just do the fucking loan. Just do the fucking yeah. loan. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it, man. And, and, and that's how big banks work. Right. You, you know, everyone wants to, and that's why it's so hard for new ventures to get funding from banks. Uh, because that same, you know, lineage of Bank of America were the ones who actually made the loan to Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. If Walt Disney today went to Bank of America and presented the same exact idea as a new company, a startup, as, and it was a new company. Yeah. He'd be laughed out of the room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, completely laughed out of the room. Yeah. Right, so it's just it's just different now. You know, the big banks, most banks, they're only going to make loans if they don't really need to make the loan. Mm-hmm. And so, when you need to get it, you just can't. So, you know, most of the time, it is for new ventures having to go to individuals. Yeah, right. Friends and family rounds and things like that. Friends and family, and then you know, and then you find you know as you start to build the the first one's the hardest. Mm-hmm. But then as you can show something, right? Because the projections are always fun. But when you can say, "Hey, I did these projections for the first brunches." But now here's what we actually did. Then you start gaining the credibility. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to uh, a couple of, of movies I appreciated. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and what's the other one? Excellent film, by the way. Right. But they always talk, these stockbrokers always talk about the same thing. On the first sale, sell them IBM. Right, right, right. right just, just sell them something that's going to show them like a 2% return. And that they know. And that they know. Something famous. Something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. easy, yeah. right? And then on, on the riskier one, hit them. The second time. So, you know, that, that's what we did with brunches was, you know, we didn't go to one person to make a huge investment. We went to a few different people. Um, mm-hmm. They made small investments. We gave them a great return. I mean, I'm talking 20 plus percent return. Sure. Right. So we're not, you know, they're, they're, they're taking risk, but they're getting a great reward. Um, and after they, they collect those 20% returns, um, then they say, hey, where can I get more of that? Right. It, it's like being a drug dealer. Yeah. That's all it is. I know. But boiler room. Boiler yeah, room. boiler room. I watch boiler room once every couple months. Boiler room and uh, and Wolf of Wall Street are excellent in those because just, it's yeah. it's sales. It's At the end sales. of the day, and you're trying to convince somebody into something they don't know, yep. they've never heard of, and everything else. Now, granted, they were doing it super illegal, but uh, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who am I to judge? <laughs> I know. God, there's two great speeches in those. Uh, Affleck speech in Boiler Room is fantastic. Act as if. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then DiCaprio's "I'm not fucking leaving." Yeah, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> it's also awesome. But we've all had that moment. Oh yeah, we've had that. Mo- I've had that moment where you know what? Maybe the restaurants aren't for me. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Like maybe this isn't for me, dude. Right. Maybe scrubbing dishes as the owner of six restaurants isn't what I should be doing. I felt that way just about everything I did. Movies. You felt yeah. the same way where you're like, "Holy shit! Can I make another one of these books?" Holy shit, can I make another one of these podcasts? Can I make can yeah. we create a new podcast for the network that'll do well? Yeah. Um, because you don't know. Uh, you just don't know. You, and that's what the crowd it. doesn't see. And that's what you know, people call me all the time about, hey, would you ever give me advice for how to run a restaurant? I'll give anybody advice. If even the guy who wants to open up next door to me. Right. If you can bring more people into your restaurant, 
it's going to be better for my restaurant. Yeah, chances and, are and, people and will know what that, your brand is. I'll share that with everyone. But the first thing I share with everyone about owning a restaurant is you don't want to own a restaurant. Right, right. You think you want to own a restaurant, <laughs> right? But you don't want and, – and people ask me about you know starting businesses the same way. Like, I, like you said, start off. Like I think everyone should. Yes. But 95% of y'all are going to fail. Yes. But I think you need that experience to then appreciate – you know, I, I kind of like to say Scotty Pippen, mm-hmm. right? Like Scotty Pippen had it. He was – the guy with the bulls. Right. Right? And then he went to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But man, Scotty Pippen, older, you Scottie know? Pippen was the guy. And I don't know that Michael wins without him. Right, right. But Scotty Pippen was the man. And, and I kind of feel like that way with some people who had the corporate jobs, right? There are a lot of people who wake up and that, you know, you talk about Joe Rogan, the life of um, uh, secret, uh, what's the, the Henry David Thoreau quote? Uh, oh, shit. That's going to bother the heck out of me. Uh, desperation, right? Where, where most guys, they just can't wait to go take a shit during lunch break, mm-hmm. right? There's some people out there listening now, and that's the life they're living. Yeah. And I encourage them, like, you need to find a way to go after a passion project. Now, don't quit your job, but, you know, you only work in eight or nine hours a day. If you want to own a business, commit to the fact that you know you're going to work at least 12 hours a day. So start working four after your, your full-time exactly. job. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, a life of quiet desperation. That's what Joe Reagan says, right? Yeah. And, and I just think there's so many people out there who that's what they need to do because they're going to do one or two things. They're going to succeed with their passion project and love it, or they're going to realize how fucking hard it is, and they're going to really appreciate going to work for somebody else. Correct. And being able to leave work and leave work. Right. I never leave work. And it impacts the family. It impacts everybody. Oh, yeah. I never leave work. Wife wasn't stoked with me last night. No. Um, I, I joked with you, right? Until my shoes come off. Right, but even then, I know. <laughs> even then, it's still dicey. Where you're like, "All right, cool." Yeah. Uh, she was like, "Hey, is everything all right?" I was like, "No, everything's not right." I was like, "And you quickly forget about the first pitch with the Marlins." Oh yeah, that's the out the you, window. It's yeah. <laughs> out the window. Like that would be a dream of mine. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude. And you, you know what else? And then I you do? achieve it, and it's like, okay, what's next? Uh, you know what else I do too, which is like, uh, I'm one of those people at a concert or a, uh, whatever the fuck is, you know, the public event or a yeah. stadium or whatever. I'll take like a 10 or 15 second video of, of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I did it. My wife and I were at. Uh, it was our anniversary. We went to Adele. Okay. Yeah. A ton of crazy shit going on. All of this shit. And I think it's like 15 second video. But I'll go back. If I'm feeling super dark and I'll yeah. go back to the phone late at night and just kind of scroll through all those 10 second videos and be yeah. like, all right, I got to do this, this and this and this and I should appreciate it and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and that helps me where I'm like, there was some great moments along the way and I might be pissed off today, but you know. This is reminding me of a song. Which one? Ah, there's this song this guy sings about you know, being in this dark times. And then having to reconnect with himself. Sure, is it Creed? Oh, God, this guy named <laughs> this guy named Scott, I think, wrote it. Something about all the sacrifices. Another he has to make? fucking th- dude. Another thing uh, last night. Something because you were going to get an Uber, and I was like, "Hey, you'll have a better shot down by the yeah, office. Yeah. Let me take you there." I crank up the car. Wasn't another planned. Flex. I had no idea. No, it was not. <laughs> Hire was playing by Creed on my fucking <laughs> thing, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, yeah. this life is real. I'm and about he, that Creed life, bro." And here you are talking about the dark times. Yeah, and having to reconnect. Scott Stapp. He's back. I'm going to see him on 9-11 in Dallas. That's impressive. Come and join us in Dallas. Hey, $1,500 front row. That's not too bad. <sighs> I'm not doing that. I took the kids to see Beyonce. $1,500 did not get you near the front no, row. No, it sure didn't. Taylor yeah. Swift? Shit, dude. That was... Let me tell you a story about that. Yeah. Did you go? I had tickets for my daughters. In Atlanta? No. Before even the first show. It was in Tampa Bay. Three months before the first show, and they had announced it all. Front row seats, I think I was able to get them for $1,200. Okay. 
Kit said, nah, we don't really want to go. Oh, man. And, and, you know, I I appreciate all genres. And I was, you know, I would see Beyonce and her story. Love it, right? And, sure. And Britney, like anyone who succeeds, I always want to go and, and see and, and experience that. Same. And so by the time the concert came and I got rid of those tickets, I think those same tickets were selling for eight to $10,000. Easily. And then the, the, the tour took off, obviously, and then every, you know Atlanta, you know, it was crazy. But I, I booked them before, like you knew it was going to be busy and all that, right? But I booked them really early, and the kids for the spring break were like, "Nah, I don't think we want to go." And I was like, "Well, okay, you know, I'm, I'll get rid of the tickets." Yeah, and you know, could have quadrupled my money, but didn't get to go. It's and crazy, now, of course, it? every show is. I looked at Miami; I think is coming up uh, sometime this year. Yeah, I mean, fifteen hundred dollars won't get you in the stadium. No, dude, it's nuts. <laughs> It's nuts. And on the flip side of that, because we're in the ticketing company, DrinkingRoastTickets.com, uh, I'll see people buy uh, in advance for like the national championship, yeah. and then their teams don't go. Yeah. And then they got to try to unload these tickets. And I'm like, don't do it. Do yeah. it. Just make sure your team wins first. You know? like, <laughs> don't buy in advance. Yeah. Do you know how many fucking Cowboys fans bought Super Bowl tickets this year? And Jeez. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> they never go. Like, they're in 26 years. They're yeah. not going this year Aaron either, Smith dude. Smith is not coming back. Fuck. <laughs> Gotta get rid of these tickets, man. <laughs> Fuck. And I'm like, she'll buy, buy them. They're, they'll be the same price then. I can promise you that. <laughs> Fucking morons. Uh, but you learn and, and, you know, hopefully, shit, you're able to share these stories and help that's other right. people out along the way. Right. Well, that's uh, what it's about. But uh, for us, uh, so let's see, to recap here, uh, Hardy so F. Wait, Seltzer, next 1300. Six next six yeah, months on Hardy so F. We're in 1300 stores right now. Uh, we're in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Ohio, uh, Wilmington yep. at all your brunches and all that stuff, uh, outer banks, uh, and then Texas just opened up recently. Um, next six months. Um, I think I would like to do, uh, close up the Southeast okay. with South Carolina, uh, try to grab Kentucky, um, and then concentrate on sales reps in those areas, building up and then, a, a, a you know, massive investor yeah uh, i would also like to close some of these college deals um because I've seen I, some of those designs wow i know your team i know impressive i know i and we're very very close yeah and i think uh because it is an eight percent and college campuses in particular have gone nuts yeah uh for the product um focusing on these colleges and uh and then going out within uh, if you get somebody in college, you'll have a lifetime customer. Yeah. Um, just because, and I'm the same way. Like whatever I had in college, like I'm still nostalgic for it. Yep. So I'll go back to it, and I think that's a very smart game plan. And uh, and I think for the next uh, six months, concentrating on that strategy. Hopefully, a massive, gigantic investor comes in, and then I can start to open up more. Yeah. But in the meantime, I can't run out in the states that I'm currently in, or I'll get essentially blacklisted from yeah. from that from the distributors. Yep. So that's important. Um, on our side, uh, we were printing. So these right now that are currently in stores are sleeves on cans. Okay. Um, we have just printed on cans, and we wow. just ordered a million cans. So that'll get us an extra $5 profit per case. And when did those come that out? That is a big, big deal. So uh, those will be finished uh, being made uh, in the middle of March, and those should be in stores Damn, like April or May. Um, and that'll help a lot. Yeah. Uh, I would also love to do Tall Boys this year. Uh, 19.2. So 19.2 ounces. Um, there's a weird stat in the state of Texas where 45% of, uh, alcohol sales, um, as far as beer and wines go are tall boys in C stores, which are convenience stores. And I didn't know that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Um, but, uh, it's a big state. Like I was telling you, it's like 24 hours to get to end to end in this goddamn thing. So like, 
I don't want to say people are boozing and driving, but they probably are. Uh-huh. And like, uh, you know, well, truckers, guy after work, right? Guy well, after work, truck yeah. drivers too. Where you're just like, hey, dude, this is a fucking flat desert drive. Or, you know, whatever it is whatever it across is. whatever yeah. state you're in, you're like, oh, I'll take a tall boy. Like, you know, I think everybody's dad had a tall boy on the way home. So God, did mine ever? <laughs> can't blame them. You know, you're like, all right, sweet, uh, whatever. Right? W- one's okay. One's fine. Yeah. Uh, past that, you're gonna you're gonna get some trouble. That's right. Um, so that's that's the current strategy. And then, uh, yeah, these these college meetings have been uh, endless. So I think once yeah. the first one drops, the rest of them will drop, and uh, that'll also help investment wise and yeah. uh, getting started on some of these colleges, and then introducing some new flavors to them um, because uh, those will be unique to the college and the all college. that other stuff. So. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, new favorite flavors, green apple. Love Can't to wait. put that in a tall boy, uh, as well, or potentially put it in a variety pack. I got to figure out which flavor to swap out yeah. for that. Um, just because I'm, I love it and I'm interested in it too. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody else, it, it t- tested pretty well. And then long-term goals are a tea. Yeah. Um, I just tasted the sweet tea and, uh, and then a tea with lemonade and it was fucking lights out. So hard AF, uh, t- uh tea would be great. Wow, that peach um, sweet tea. No. Uh, if I can get back to that Snapple, dog, <laughs> let's right. go. Let's go. It's a little trivia question underneath the cap. <laughs> oh, hey. Who was the first president to be assassinated? You know, you're like, oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. That would be the long term. <laughs> That'd be long term. So that's kind of where we're at now. Um, I will say this, you know, because we, like I said, we're, we'll keep you up to date, you know, once, twice a year. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking bore you uh, if you're not interested in it. But, um, uh, we're in way more stores than I thought we would be right now. Yeah. We're in a lot more grocery stores and all that stuff. The expansion has been pretty fucking nuts. Um, and I'm amped about it, but that also brings a separate set of challenges and you definitely need funding immediately. And like, it has gone down to like hours. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying I made a run in the middle of the night to a state to pick up a hundred thousand in cash or anything like that. A gym bag one time, but one whatever. Time. Yeah. <laughs> not going to say that I had a lean in my house once or twice and had to use that cash for said lean, yeah. but yeah. yeah. But it happens. It happens. Um, and uh, the, sometimes the success that you hope for, once you yeah. get there, you're like, oh, shit, I don't have enough money to pay for this. <laughs> for the next step. That's Elon yeah. Musk, right? I, I mean, they were down there. Yes. It's and everyone. Like, he had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. I'm sure I'll die of a heart attack in a couple of years. Right. Like, but luckily, life insurance is all in, and yes. you know, we're good. <laughs> the family's taken care of. We're yeah. good for now. We're slightly more dead than alive, but you know, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, shit, sales have been very, very strong, and uh, the, the process and seeing that and being able to drink with people has been amazing. Um, the Like I said, the cool shit has been awesome with yeah. the... The stadiums and the the tailgates and the live shows and all that stuff that's amazing seen at my grocery store that is right next to my God, house what a flex fucking awesome on accident still an accident by the way but doesn't matter i know it doesn't matter but it's it was rad flex. and yes. i didn't know and, it's amazing uh, but that that is awesome and so that's i think those highs is what also keeps you yeah. going too where you're just like all right the bad shit's gonna be there and it'll probably never go away but as long as i can keep going for this like great um so uh yeah but in the meantime um i wanted to have you on and kind of go back and forth with a a business owner that i personally respected and um anybody who's been in the wilmington area and has been to a brunches knows it really is the best restaurant there um we appreciate that it's a beach town dude i mean you got it smashed but uh your restaurant can literally go everywhere including austin texas which i hope it comes selfishly because we don't have one of those here um, and it would be great. So uh, thank you for doing this today. Of I know course. you're busy. You got a flight yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. 
Uh, I appreciate you coming in the studio today. That was awesome. And thanks for having the uh, best seltzer I've ever had. I appreciate Hard it. Thanks AF. for carrying it. Hard AF Seltzer. Go to hardafseltzer.com. Hit that store locator. Cheers. Yeah. City or zip code. It'll take you to the closest store nearest you. It is in all the brunches in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina there. Uh, our buddy at Whiskey Creek and all that other oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, we usually do a drinking bro of the week at the end of this. I want to give it to a mutual friend of ours, uh, of Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick Levesque is uh, going through some hard times yep. out there, and uh, we love him. I know you work with Nick. Praying for him, thinking about him. He's one of family. my best friends yep. in this world, and uh, we love you, buddy, uh, if you're out there listening. Uh, and again, thank you for being here. I'll let you get to the fucking airport, all right? All right, man. This is right, awesome. Cool. Thanks Go for to time. brunches if you're in Wilmington, North Carolina. Where else are you guys located now? Richmond, Virginia, and to be soon, Raleigh and Austin. Oh, perfect. Do we have a ton of listeners in Richmond? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if you're in Richmond, Virginia, go to that brunches there. Do you know the, the address? It's right off of Lauderdale. Don't know the exact number right off, but Look right off you, of Lauderdale. dude. So many fucking right. restaurants. You, know your addresses. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. That's right. It's like for me, I read these all the, all, all the time, so I can tell you, you know, go to the Shell Station on 1405 <laughs> University Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Grab a 12-pack of Hard AF Seltzer. I know the address. Most of my uh, customers are able to use their uh, cell phones, and they can find the address not really my, well. Not mine. If I don't say it 50 fucking times, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, but we're, we're unbelievably grateful. Uh, again, thank you for stopping by. Uh, thank you guys out there for all your support. Uh, during this endeavor um it is yes it is very difficult but it is, it is very fun uh obviously we get super fucked up uh the record is still 13 somebody came in and drank 13 one night a guy wow. thought he broke it he didn't he blacked on an 11 and his wife dragged him out of here <laughs> he came back like two months later he's like i tied the record and i go you were nowhere near nowhere it. near it. your wife walked you out of here like a fucking <laughs> child and made you sleep in the car so uh it's awesome uh go to itunes rate the show five star and leave a quick review also head on over to spotify it's just a five star and you can walk away we appreciate you tuning in to our little business lesson on hardafseltzer.com good night everyone